start with a message. I've, I feel led to uh, share this with you. Hallelujah. And I'm reading out of Luke 4, 19. <clears throat> and this is how the Amplified. This is Jesus after he was uh, uh, brought out of the desert. And he, uh, uh, this is the end of what he was saying here. He says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation, which is sozo, which is, you know, we think of salvation, we think of, hey, I'm born again, I'm saved. When I die, I get to go to heaven. Amen. Praise God. But there's so much more to salvation. That's like one piece of the pie, so to speak. And so here it, he brings this out here. Um, the day when salvation, which is sozo, it's deliverance, soundness, protection, liberty, health, and restoration. Think of that. Think of that. You apply that to your life. Receive that. Receive your deliverance, your soundness, your protection, your liberty, your health. He, all, he bought and paid for all that for us. Amen. It belongs to us. Hallelujah. And the free favors of God profusely abound. Meaning profusely is giving forth lavishly, extravagantly, overflowing abundantly. Hallelujah. The act of pouring forth in great abundance. So we're living in the, the church age. The grace dispensation is living in a place where the free favors of God profusely abound towards you. Well, th th these, what I'm got sharing here, just briefly, this is really the heart of the Father. You know, He sent the best, right? He sent His precious Son, and all that He accomplished enables us. We, he cut a covenant with Him, amen? And we got in on that, hallelujah. We were born at the right time, right? Such a time as this, amen. Praise God. And so, uh, let me go on from there. In Psalms uh, 45, 8, 9, it says... God is gracious. That means he is destined to show favors. His nature is to bless his people. Get a, get a hold of this now. God is full of compassion. Means he is eagerly yearning to do you good. He's looking for someone to bless. He is not satisfied unless he can do some good to someone. That's our daddy. That's our Abba Father. He's looking to someone to bless. Looking to someone. And, and bless there, you know, we say that a lot. Oh, have a blessed week. Bless you, Lord. Bless, hey, you know, on and on. Bless means to be empowered to prosper. He's empowered each and every one of us in the body of Christ to what? To prosper. To prosper. He wants his children to get out of the natural and come on up to the supernatural. Is what the deal is. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Psalm 68, 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Did, did you receive your load of benefits today? Huh? 24-7, he daily loads us with benefits. Bless the Lord. Be looking for them with an outstretched neck. Be looking for the benefits of God. They come in all kinds of different ways. All kinds of ways. Naturally, spiritually, every which way you can possibly think. The blessing of God. He loads us. You're loaded down with benefits. Oh, I got so many benefits I can't hardly. That, hey, loads us with benefits. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is good news now. This is. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 67, 7. This is out of the message. You're mar you marked us with blessing, O God. You, so when you're, that's it. You marked us with blessing, O God. So, so when you're marked with blessing, the mark there is a sign of distinction on our lives. It's what, what believers should be known for. There is a... a a way that when you're noticed, when you're, when you're looked upon, it's recognizable that you're marked with the blessing of God. Isn't that something? Those for the ones that will receive it, of course, that will walk it out. You're marked with that. It's a distinction. It's like, um, it's not that we're any better than anybody else. It's that we've said yes to Jesus. Yeah. And, they, and maybe some of the others didn't. 
But we said yes to him, so it put us in a covenant, right? In a different kingdom. And as we grow and, and be a doer of that kingdom, right? Not just a hearer, but a doer. As we do that, praise God, we're marked with the blessing of God. We can't help but be blessed, right? It's his, it's his, it's our father, it's our daddy. It's not like we're, huh, we're just receiving the abundant life that we have in Christ. Okay, let's, let's go on from there. That's not the message, that's just a little, just a little something I wanted to share. It kind of got on my heart, I wanted to share that, praise God. So, um, good to see everybody tonight, praise God, glad you're here. Thank you, Jesus. So, I, I want to speak with us tonight, and this will be one of these, what I call, scratch and sniff messages. You only get a little bit. It's just a little scratch. And what I'm speaking of here is, is uh, the ministry of the Spirit, our intimate friend. And so there is so much to say about Him, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. There is so much to say. But in this time frame that we have, that's why I call it the scratch and sniff. So it would be good to, some of these scriptures and all that, do your homework kind of study this out. It's exciting. What we already have within us, he is so excited. It's like electricity in here. It ruins you for everything else in, in life that you thought was so good. <laughs> he ruins you for it, man. It's like there's a thrill, there's electricity if you keep yourself filled, amen. Oh, so let's start out here. It is 1 Corinthians 3.16 out of the Amplified. Y'all bring your Bibles. Hallelujah. Do you, do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you, to be at home in you? He's, we're not a hotel. He actually comes and he's, he lives in a... We're his home. He lives in us. Wherever you go, whatever you do, wherever you're at, he is at home in you. Hallelujah. And you know, in, in this, and we're going to see this a couple of different places. This temple and um, uh, Jeremy Sunday, which was a powerful message, amen. If you didn't, weren't here, I don't know how you can get that here. I know it's not on CD anymore. It's not on tapes. We've got hundreds of tapes and CDs from... The old world, they, they don't do that like that anymore, right? So however you get it here, if, is it on YouTube or what, whatever it is? Well, there you go. So it, it, go to that and watch that a couple of times. Watch it a couple of, you know, we don't get it like just like, oh, okay, yeah. We don't get it like that. We got to hear it and hear it and rehear it, amen? And, it, and then it's like, oh, I never heard that the first time. Wow, I never heard. That's the way it is with us, right? That's the way we do. And so, and it's not getting us in our, we want to get it in, right? Our spirit man, right? That's where it manifests and produces, praise God. So let's get back here. His sanctuary, which is what I meant to say there, was temple there. Temple is, is naos, it's the holy of holies. So we're not just the temple of God. Just like he was in a building in the old covenant, now we're the building that he lives in. We're the holy of, think of that. You're the holy of holies. <laughs> think of that. You are. He lives in you. You're, oh man, you're the holy of holies. That's hard to, that has to be by the spirit that you can get any kind of revelation or understanding or anything at all. That is such an awesome, do they use that word anymore? awesome it is it, it's so i don't hardly ever say that it's an awesome awesome thing that he did for us that he caused us to be temples of the holy ghost that god's spirit has permanent dwelling in you to be at home in your uh, collectively as a church and also individually so what he what we're, we're uh, aiming at here is to for us to make more room for him in our lives, whether it's collectively as a body or individually, on the job, at home with the family, 
wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, you make room, every day you make more room for him. Because he's not like the enemy. The enemy tries to push and shove and control and, and have his way and get us to respond to that mess that he has, right? But the Spirit of God's not like that. He's a gentleman. He, he's waiting and desiring. He loves us with an everlasting love. He wants this closeness, this intimacy. Remember, we can be, it, it, it's the ball's in our court. He's already done it. He's with open arms and he's longing for us. To be. We, we control the intimacy. He doesn't. He's right here and longing and desiring for more. And so it, it's a matter of us making room for him in our lives. And then in the services, making room. Just churches that really, they wouldn't say this, but they really don't want him in the service. Because they do three songs, do this, preach for half hour. See y'all later. Here comes the next bunch in. They, they really don't. They really don't. Because for him to really move, it's for us to make room for him. This gets all over me. Man, oh man. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Next scripture, please. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6.19. Hallelujah. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple? That's the Holy of Holies again, of the Spirit of God or the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Hallelujah. See, it's like we need to be more God inside minded. It's like, it's not just a Sunday thing. Well, of course you're here on Wednesday night. No, it's not just a go to church thing. And then we spend the rest of our time kind of really ignoring him. And you would say, oh, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying the body in Christ in general. Uh, you, they would say, you know, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I, sure, I know, yeah, he's, he's in me. But the way they, their actions and their words and their thoughts and their uh, Really, it leads to a destiny, all that, when you put it together. That is almost as like they don't have them. When actually, it's because they ignore him. And then when they come in on Sunday, then they think of the Spirit of God moving. They think of, oh, you mean in church. Like, yeah, we go to church, we all get together, sing, and, and then you can sense the presence of God. Isn't that wonderful? Well, he wants us to have this intimacy every day. To develop this relationship with him every day and every day. He becomes our intimate friend. Then the ministry that he has will begin to show up in our lives. It will affect us in every aspect of life. It brings us up into the supernatural, into a higher level in him. Hallelujah. First uh, John 4.4. 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. All these scriptures, I'm sure, are familiar with most of you. Uh, but, but there's a the big picture here is what I'm going to try to bring. Hallelujah. So it should become a common practice in our life, whether it's in the crisis of life, we're the victor. See, this has to get so big within you the revelation of it, but also the intimacy of him so big within us Then, when we're in challenges of life or difficulties or whatever you want to call them, uh, and there's all kinds, and we've all been through a lot of different ones. And, and so that w there is no, I'm defeated. There is none of that. There is, I'm victorious because the greater one's within me. I'm victorious because the enemy's defeated in Jesus as Lord. I'm victorious, praise God, because the greater one was within me and he'll see me through. He sees around every corner. He knows every circumstance and situation. And when I call upon him, praise God, when I get close enough to him, he reveals his plan, his purpose, his direction, all that kind of a thing. You know, uh, whether it's the most simple thing or whether it's the most complex thing, He's there for us, regardless of it. You know, we have a daughter that, uh, and it's good time to practice things. If you, do you ever lose anything around your house? Like, where's my car keys? 
you know, that kind of thing. What did I do with my this or that? What did I do? Where's it at? I, I thought I left it here. And where, that kind of thing. You ever do any of that? She asked the Spirit of God, where is it? And then gets quiet. And he tells her where it is. And she goes and gets it. That's just, you think, well, that's so, well, ah, no, that's good practice. Things like that are good practice for the big things, right? Good practice. When you can hear him, what are you doing? You're developing a relationship with him in the small things, in the small, so that when the bigger things come, you're not going, oh, no, you're not in panic mode, right? Why? Because you know that you can trust. He'll see you through. He'll bring you into victory every time. Hallelujah. And so in the small things is where we develop, where we get to know him and that kind of a thing. Another scripture, 2 Corinthians 6.16. Here it is, the Holy of Holies. Here he mentions, is this important about knowing that we're the Holy of Holies? He mentions it three times here. Three times, praise God. And what agreement has the temple of God, the temple of God, with idols? Wait a minute. For ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Second Corinthians 6.16. 6, 6.16. This is out of the, no it's not. This is out of the, out of the uh, King James. For ye are a temple of the Holy Ghost, the Holy of Holies. The, the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Hallelujah. I'll be their God. They shall be my people. You know, in the old covenant, God's people were spiritually dead people. And so the spirit of God would come upon the king, the priest, and the prophet. So they didn't have what we have. We have such a greater covenant than they had. And God didn't change, but the relationship that he had with humanity changed. And so, so he, he, and you could look over there, and it looked like sometimes that they were like Superman, right? All the different things that they, who's Superman anyway? But I mean, you, you get the picture of what I'm talking about. They would do extraordinary feats. They would just do supernatural things. And, and then the Spirit of God would lift we're here, we have this, the, the Spirit of God living right, made his home within us, made us the Holy of Holies. Then he also comes upon us to do things. There's an anointing. There's a difference between the presence of God and the anointing of God. Two different things. So anyway, he'll, at times he'll come upon us and empower us to do this. The Spirit of God is the power source of the Godhead. Wherever you see any power being released, it's the Spirit of God's job. See, well, I, don't have, I can't, I was going to get into all about the difference between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, but it's too long, we'll be here, and my time will be gone, and I haven't even started yet, so we won't do that now. Someday, you know, but you guys already knew all that anyway, right? So, so anyway, uh, anyway, uh, hallelujah. He's the power source of the Godhead. So wherever you see power released in it, and now in this covenant, when the power is released, it's through his body, the body of Christ. We're the, we're what? We are, uh, uh, dunam we have dunamis, right? Dunamis, dynamite. We're full of explosive power, the body of Christ. The believers are filled with explosive power. Containers of dynamite. Glory to God. That's us right here. Containers of dynamite. So, so not to have a relationship with him will never ignite the dynamite. We just live you know, on and on. And you, we're Christians. We're going to heaven. But we're just living as like in the natural. Like mere men. Whereas here we have all this that, that was bought and paid for through the Son Jesus, was all accomplished, and it's all been given, and it's for us first to see it. You got to see it on the inside before we're going to see it on the outside, right? Meaning you got to get it in your heart. 
in, in your mouth before it really all begins to take, it begins to flow in. You get to get in that flow of the glory of God and in that flow of the blessing of God and, the, you know, on and on and on, all that he has for us, the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. You know, <clears throat> Revelation, there are times when there are things that we don't know how to do. Or there may be, uh, wh- where do we go from here? You know, wh- what do I do in this situation? What do I do in that situation? And the word, per se, doesn't really tell us word for word what to do. It doesn't say, Larry, you need to go to do this and do that. It don't do that, right? And so, it says all wisdom and knowledge is in Christ Jesus. So we have all the wisdom and knowledge, it's in Christ. But it, it's, it's in here, so how do we get it to where it's out here? Well, if you'll develop this relationship with the spirit that I'm talking about here, we can get to the place where we get quiet before him, we can maybe skip a couple of meals, which doesn't change him at all, it changes us, right? And so, so we get, what we're doing, we're getting more sensitive to be able to hear him. And then as we do that, and there I'm sure there's some word that you can share and, collect, and lay hold of and speak during that time. And as you do that, what, what revelation is, it's really the open curtain. It's like, you say in your yard, you have a backyard, you have a deck or a patio or something. Well, if the curtains are closed, you can't see it. You know it's there. Right? You know it. what's there. I got furniture here. I got this there. I got that there. But you can't see it because the curtain's closed. Well, revelation is that the Holy Ghost opens the curtain. And then it's, you can see clearly exactly what's out there, right? Well, the revelation, that open curtain, that's what we can have in our lives. We can have an open curtain, a fresh revelation by the Spirit of God, of the Word of God. And also, when we have questions on what, I don't want to make any blunders. I don't know what path to take in, in my future what, what am I He'll lead us, guide us, show us things to come, right? But it's not just like automatic, like, well, God's got this. I'm good. It's not like that. It's, he wants relationship. He wants intimacy. He wants to talk to you. He wants us to hang out with him. He wants to just hang out. Come on, let's hang out. I want to be, I want to be friends. Thank you, Jesus. John 14, 16 out of the Amplified. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another comforter. Meaning, he, this is Jesus speaking, another comforter. I mean, he was the comforter while he was here. But I've, I'm leaving. And so now, I'm going to send another comforter. And the word comforter there, this is just aspects of the Holy Ghost. This would be real good to study this out. It's a counselor. He's a helper. He's an intercessor. He's an advocate. He's a strengthener. And he's a standby. Hallelujah. He's a lot more than that. But there's seven different aspects of the Holy Ghost. It'd be good to study that out and find out what these really mean, what they really, really mean, so that you can call upon him. Like one place there, he says he's a helper. You can call upon him to help. To help. And a lot of times it can be to help to receive what this word says is already yours. Say you use healing, for example. Say you're attacked in some way. So now, you understand that Isaiah 53, 5, 1 Peter 2, 24, Matthew 8, 17, all those declare that Jesus, he bought and paid for, he took on all sickness and disease and pain and infirmity. So wait a minute, what's it doing on my body? This is just an example. What's it doing on me? It has no right on me, right? So there's a certain amount of authority that we need to use and demand that this get off of me. You were already laid on him. you got to get off of me now. And so now what happens? The good fight of faith starts. Because now when you do that, in the mighty name of Jesus, now the devil starts saying, you ain't going to get it. Uh-uh, you're not, uh-uh, you're going to die. 
you're never going to get wet. You're, you know, he's going, it's like machine gun bullets, you know, you know, constantly going, okay. And so now you're standing on the word. Now praise is real good. Hallelujah. I don't have to try to get it. I already got it. Jesus got it for me. It's mine, praise God. And you start that going on, right? Hey, holla. And then laugh some even and, and get, get all into it. But then there's another thing that we can do is ask the Holy Ghost, help me receive what Jesus bought and paid for. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me to be a receiver. See, that? he wants to help, but he wants us to ask him to be the helper. So, so, huh? He, he don't just like, ah, oh, yeah, he's our help. No, no. He wants us to say, in this intimacy that we're having with him all the time, every day, all the time, and we know him. You know, I mentioned about, like, I go into the bathroom in the dark. I mentioned that last week, I think, whatever. So, so we know all where the furniture is, so we never bump into the furniture. Well, that's the way we are. We need to get with him. So we know him that when he just speaks in that still, small voice that, huh? We can hear it. We're so sensitive that we... Why? Because we're not spending all of our time in the natural realm. All of our time in the natural. We're trapped in the natural. We're not doing that. And I know we knew we have to... We live on this planet. We have to do that. But we can have this walking and talking in this intimacy with the Word and with Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, it, it has great benefits that are already ours will begin to show up in you. Anybody want some, some of the inheritance that's ours to manifest in our lives? Praise God. I do. I do. Hallelujah. It's ours. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans eight eleven. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelt, we used to sing this years ago, about 40 years ago. Remember that? If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, dwells, anybody ever sing that? Wait, come on, where were you? <laughs> dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body by the spirit. That, that used to, that was a song. Well, really it's a scripture, but... Somebody made it a song, anyway. Hallelujah. But think about that. If the Spirit to dwell... So what is it? Resurrection power, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. He'll quicken your mortal body. So it's showing you and telling you right there that he's going to... So he's involved in that, right? Remember, he's the power source of the Godhead. So he's involved in that. Jesus bought and paid for it, but it's the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. What is he? He's, he's the manifestor. He's manifesting in your physical body. He's helping you to receive. And he's the power that brings it, praise God. It's already ours, but there has to be some kind of connection there or else it can be already ours and you can, yeah. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 3, 6 out of the Amplified. 3, 6 out of the Amplified. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May he grant you out of the richest treasure of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man that meaning your spirit the real you by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling you innermost being what that is he's putting the super on your natural anybody want the super on their natural to live, hey, to run this race that we're running and to be used of God, to promote the kingdom of God, we all need the super on our natural. We do. We really do. And how that happens is right here. We're right there. He grants you. Matter of fact, we don't have time to go into this. There are three prayers. There's one in Ephesians chapter 1. This one is a piece of that prayer right there in chapter 3, and there's another one in Colossians chapter 1. Those three prayers right there, and someday I'll, if I have opportunity, we'll get into that. If you'll put, first put your name in it, and watch how things change. Then put your kids, if your kids need it, put your kids' names in there. You know, and you can see where I mean where to put them. Then, because we don't have time tonight to get into that. Then, the guy on the job that's so hateful, right? He's cussing and fussing and constantly, you know, on and on. It's like, wow, I got to work next to this guy. Yeah, you're the light in the place. You got to work here. So, so then, put his name in there and watch and see what happens. What? Hey, this thing works. This works, this works. If you'll be diligent about it 
And you'll start out a couple of times a day, maybe doing it, praying these prayers. These are Holy Ghost prayers. These are prayers that the Spirit of God gave to Paul. We're not just repeating some kind of dead word here. This is alive. The Spirit of God's breathing all over these prayers. And when you begin to do that, and then you'll get a revelation of it more and more, and you'll begin to speak it and declare it. And, declare. and, then, and then when it starts working, you're going, whoa, glory to God. Now I've got a testimony about the prayers. Now, now I'm going to tell others about the prayers. And it's like it goes on and on. And it, We've had wonderful times with these prayers over the years, probably, I don't know, 40-plus years. We've had great times with these prayers. These are real. This is the real deal here. If you'll, if you'll do the word. Not just hear, but do. Hearken. Hear and do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not a listener only, but a doer, right? So if you put this in your life, it's great. It really works. Hallelujah. It's putting the super on your natural. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, it's like there's times when we're like out of steam, and I'm sure we've all been there at some point. You're out of steam. It's like your best efforts. You, you, you just can't. It's like you take one step and you get knocked back two or three steps. You ever been there in life at certain challenges of life? Seems like that. I know it's really not, but it just seems like that. It's like you're just running on empty. You're just going along. That right there, that place that you're in right there is where he's the helper. He's the power source, praise God. He's our strengthener. He's our supply. He's the spirit and he's the greater one within us, praise God. He, he's all that we need in that. He's our, and you can draw, if you have this relationship, you can draw on that. You can draw. If not, you don't even know. You know, you don't, oh yeah, he's the third person in the Godhead. Yeah, yeah I heard that. You know, but, but we're so intimate with him that when we have these challenges, these problems, these difficulties, we can go to him and draw on that strength, draw on that comfort, and, and, and be the intercessor. You know, whatever it is in that, he'll show you, he'll lead you, he'll show you. And, and then we can, what, come out victorious every time, every time. So, so we're, we're not moved by problems and difficulties and challenges. We're not moved by what people say, persecution and things like that. We're not moved by that. Why? Because we know who's in us. We know. And we, have, and we know. And he's, what? He's the author of this thing, right? So we know we have some revelation from the Word of God. And so we can speak it, and it becomes the two-edged sword in our life. Which, what? Part of the armor, right? You got your armor on tonight? Hallelujah. I always think, why did they ever take the armor off? How come they can't have to keep putting it on? Come, they got to keep putting the armor on. You know, let's put it on and keep it on, right? (laughs) Hallelujah. That's another whole subject. We'll get into that at another another time. About the armor. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go on. Ephesians 4.30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. Grieve there is lupe. Uh, and it means wounded and extreme emotional pain. Think of that. That we, with our mouths and our actions, we can bring the Spirit of God who loves us, who desires a relation, a closeness and intimacy with us. We're, we're, it's like he just longs for us to spend time with him and all that. We can actually grieve, we can wound him. We can grieve him. By, by saying what the world says. By acting like what the world acts. Right? Having that same attitude that they've got. Have worries and fears and on and on and on and on. What, what are we doing? We're grieving. Spending all our time in the natural. Spending no time in, in, in the spirit at all. We grieve him. We wound him. Of course, the blood of Jesus cleanses and washes as white as snow. Right? And so, as he shows you that, be quick to repent. And let's get back over there where he is and say, man, that was terrible over there. I'm glad I'm back. This is terrible. You know, it, it, but, but we really can. We can get... See, that's why it's be being filled with the Spirit. Because the natural realm, responsibilities, the job, the whole thing, it, we leak. We leak. We leak out the presence. And so we constantly need to be filled and refilled and filled and refilled. We do that ourselves. That's our responsibility, is to keep ourselves filled. 
our responsibility. And, 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 you know, it's not like it's difficult. It's just because we love him and we want to be close to him and we want to have more and make more room for him in our life, all that, right? And so it's not like this is, oh, no, well, this is such a hard, huh? His yoke is easy and his burden is light. This is a thrill. It's an absolute thrill to be filled with the greater one, right? Filled with the Spirit of God, with all that he, like I said, scratch and sniff. We haven't even scratched the, about him and who he is and all that yet. We're, we're not going to probably get there. And so be careful um, as far as uh, the grieving of him and, and uh, be sensitive to him that that never happens. Or if it does, get it right real quick. Hallelujah. Be God inside minded. God inside minded. Uh, John wrote, we have an, unct- uh, an anointing or an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. Hallelujah. We have the Holy Ghost and he reveals and leads us into all truth. 1 Corinthians 2.10 But God has revealed them to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all the things, yes, the deep things of God. He's, reve- he's constantly desiring to want to reveal more and more of Jesus. More, and that's one of his main jobs is, is to reveal Jesus to us and empower us to, what, go out and share the good news to others. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.10 that's what I just said. Okay, so I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 3.14. Now, now this out of the King James says to commune, which is quinonia. I'm sure you've heard of that before, quinonia. It's a commune with the Spirit. And it has eight different um, things about it. Eight different uh, aspects, I guess you would say, that the Spirit of God wants to be with us. One of them is partnership. One of them is a coach, a companion, a partner. And and we don't have time to get into all those. Study that out, what this communion means. But here I've got it. May the sharing of the thoughts and feelings of the Holy Ghost be with you all. May the intimate friendship of the Holy Ghost be with you all. See, Paul's encouraging the churches, encouraging them. Here it is. Here's the Spirit of God. May, the, may you be an intimate friend with the Spirit of God. May, may be, you be a partner with Him. Partner with the Spirit of God. Whatever you do, wherever you go, be a partner with the Spirit of God every day. Every day. Not this isn't a church thing like, oh, well, Sunday and Wednesday, yeah, I, I do that. I, no, no, this is an every day. You want your life to come up, right? Come on up. Come up to a higher level than Him. Above all the storms and the clouds, and the, right? Come on up. This is it right here. This is just the beginning, but this is the way right here. Hallelujah. Intimate friendship with the Spirit of God. There can be... Uh, it's... Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We don't have to uh, relay uh, our ability, rely on our ability, our strength, our willpower in this Christian race. None of this is our strength. This is our power. This is our self-control. None of this is of us. This is us, our dependency upon Him. The longer you stay in the... We, can't, we have to get to a place where we realize we cannot live the Christian life in victory. We can't. You can't do it on your own. But we're not on our own. If you realize this, the greater one lives within us. We don't have to try. What we, we're, our dependency is upon him. So the longer and longer we're in this, this relationship, the more and more we realize and we know that we know that this is, this is a total dependency upon Him and His Word and what He's done and His love and His forgiveness and His mercy and His grace and on and on and on, all His favor and His righteousness and 
uh, his blood that washes white as snow. And I mean, the whole, it's all him. It's all him. It's, but we're his children, you know, and, he, and he, he, he's feeding us and longing for us to enter into this, this ongoing walking and talking, loving relationship. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God has got a whole lot to do with this life that we're talking about here. A whole, whole lot to do. Praise God. And so, um, thank you, Lord Jesus. The power, the strength, the supply, the Spirit is already within us to put us over. Hallelujah. But it's us to learn to hear and obey. Hear and obey. He wants to be the daily reality in our lives. To decide today uh, to know him in a deeper, richer way. To be an intimate friend. To allow him to, to be your partner. To help you in every area of life. To commune with the greater one within us. To be an overcomer in every situation of life. Hallelujah. To be an overcomer. To be more than a conqueror. To rule and reign as a king and priest. Praise God. That's all part of it. And it all has to do with him in us. He's wanting that to happen, wanting that to manifest in our lives, to rule and reign. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Spending time with him, the deeper work he does in you, the greater work he'll do through you. Let me say that again. The deeper work that we allow him, the deeper work, see, we're the ones that have to be open to this. We're not talking about going to heaven here. We're talking about heaven coming to earth here. That's what we're coming. That's what we're talking about in our lives, right? Heaven on earth. Praise God. The deeper work he does in you, the greater work he does through you. And so this, all this, what we're talking about, we're focused on us, but it produces what? Promoting the kingdom. The gifts, the callings, the grace that's on our lives will begin to manifest in our lives. And, and sometimes you won't even recognize it. There are people that are, are, are doing a, a, a dynamic job, they don't even realize it, to touch other people's lives. Maybe, you know, there's church without walls, right? It's like we, we do church, you know, we are the church, of course, but we, we do when we're not just right here, right? It's like our everyday life wherever we go, right? And so, so you can be effective. You can be that one that's like, what is it that you have? What, you know, it's that because there's a harvest of the Spirit that's coming, and they're gleaning. They're gleaning that fruit from you. The harvest, it's ripe. Praise God. What am I talking about? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, you know, on and on. They're gleaning that from you. You know, and then you, you, you're like, you don't know they're gleaning. <laughs> you're just living your life, right? But you're, in te- you're so close to him that wherever you go, people just glean from you. They just gl- glean from you. That's the gift. That's the grace that's on your life. You know, uh, it's hallelujah. It's just whew, wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Where am I at back there? What, I can't. Tell the hands on the clock. Does anybody know what time it is? 13, okay, I got how many minutes? Okay, that's, that's uh, I haven't even really, thank you, Jesus. Okay, let me read these scriptures. Ephesians 1.13 this is all talking about the Spirit of God. He's the Spirit of promise. Romans 1.4. He's the Spirit of holiness. John 14.17. He's the Spirit of truth. Isaiah 11.2. He's the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Acts 1.8 and 8.29. He's the Spirit of counsel and might. Romans 8.2, John 6.63, he's the spirit of grace. 1 Peter 4.14, he's the spirit of glory. Hallelujah. That's just a few.
just a few things that he, 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 he's so, once you start to see him in this book that he wrote, uh, it's like he's everywhere in here. His power, his strength, his might, his direction, his wit, he's just everywhere in here. And the greater thing is, he's everywhere in here too. Hallelujah. But he's the one that shines the light on this thing, like we, we've been mentioning. Thank you, Lord. Let me ask you some questions. Can you think, this all has to do with uh, your relationship with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Can you think of a time when the Spirit of God stopped you from doing something that you thought was the correct thing to do? Think about that. You thought you were going the right direction. You thought, this is the right thing to do. Then all of a sudden, some way or another, the Spirit of God stopped you. He stopped you from doing it. Of course, you could have overrode that, right? You can go, hey, I'm doing my thing. I ain't listening. You know, you can. Then 10 years later, you're going, oh, help me. <laughs> ah. Number two. <clears throat> Has there ever been a moment when the Holy Spirit guided you to do something that made no sense to you in the natural? Made no sense. But you obeyed and after, afterward, you saw why he led you to do that, to go that way. You ever had that happen to anybody? Hey, you all are good, good, good. That's good. So it's like in the natural, made no sense. There's a whole lot of things that in the spirit realm, in the natural. That's why the natural man, the, un, the person that's not born again, this gospel don't make any sense. It's like, how can blood wash people white as the, come, how's that work? You know, there's so many different things that they don't understand or know. And so in this, in this sense, it's kind of like that. Okay, number three. Is the Holy Spirit trying to lead you to do something right now? that is different from what you had planned. What are you going to do? Stick with your plan or follow the Spirit's guide? That's a good question. And so those things come up. Those kinds of questions come up in our lives. And so we can really see that'll give us a real guide to whether we're really lending ourselves, our whole hearts to Him. Or we're keeping part of it. And that's the suke life that I mentioned last week. The self life. Is there still part of the self that kind of wants to kind of control or kind of make our own decisions and do what we want to do kind of thing? Or are we heading in a direction that we're totally dependent upon him? Totally allowing him to, to lead us and guide us? totally uh, leading us and teaching us and showing us and, and, and uh, uh, his strength and his wisdom and all that is all beginning to manifest in our lives like that. The suke life, the self life, will slow all that down. When you don't give him, you know, and, and that's this thing where because we're constantly maturing, and we're constantly in the natural, we're all getting older, of course. And so we don't think like we thought when we were 18 years old. Thank God, right? Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, we could celebrate that right now, right? <laughs> so there's changing taking place in the natural. So as we apply this relationship, and it's getting stronger, and the Word is speaking to us louder, and we're getting more sensitive to him, then see how that whole thing evolves. What's happening? We're being created in his image, right? Hallelujah. We are the image of Jesus. We're being created in that image. And we're walking in more victory, more joy, more peace, more of a rest and refreshing in the things of God. We're seeing him in a whole fresh new way like we've never seen him before. He is really Lord of our lives. And so we don't have so much of that suke life. Although when we do, if he shows it to us, I mentioned this, I might have mentioned this, when he'll, he'll show us 
a level of something in here where he wants to uh, correct us. And it's not so that we with our own power, our own strength, our own willpower to try to correct it. Uh Uh-uh. No, it's for us to say, okay, I'm showing it to you because that's where I'm taking you. If you allow me to take you there, I'm showing you this. It's, it's like a rhema word to you so that I'm, what, I'm bringing you to that place. Not, not by your strength. Not like, well, if I can jump through enough hoops. Oh, okay, he showed it to me. Well, now, what do I, I got to do something. I got to do something to, to make that happen. I got to do something. Uh-uh. That's religion. That produces pride. Because if you're successful in that at all, then you think, hey, look at me. Look what I did. Boy, you're heading down the wrong road. But if we'll depend on him and we say, okay, I see it in there. I see it, but I'm enabled to, but you're empowering, you're gracing me, you're strengthening me, empowering me to come up to a new level in him. Praise God. And so that's where I'm headed. So we should all be in times, all that should be happening to all of us. We all should be Renewing our mind with the word, right? We all, is everybody baptized in the Holy Ghost in here? If not, you can receive the fullness of the Spirit tonight if you'd like to. Jesus is the baptizer, but we'd be glad to help. We've probably prayed for, not bragging on us, bragging on God. Probably, I don't know, a lot of people in those all the years. (laughs) She just shook her head. Mm -mm, Don't say, okay. So, uh. What my, what's my point? Okay. <clears throat> so it's not our strength. It's not our powers and our ability. But we, we uh, allow him to bring us to the new level. And so we should all be doing that. We should all be filled with the spirit, renewing our mind with the word of God. And then as he shows us things, we all, we're all in the good fight of faith, believing and receiving, right? I believe that I receive whatever it is forever. We never finish using our, it's impossible to please him without faith. That's another whole wonderful subject that, uh, that I enjoy uh, talking about a whole lot because <laughs> it's really, really important. Uh, uh, and, and so uh, besides that, we all should be uh, having this going on where he's showing us things in the word that we're falling short of, we're not there yet, and he's empowering us to bring us up to a higher level in that. And and no matter your age, whether you're young, whether you're old, doesn't matter, none of that at all. We're all growing. We're all becoming, being conformed into his image, praise God. It's a wonderful thing. Hallelujah. And so uh, we talked about partnership, and that's just one of the eight things. And Jesus, just we'll use him for an example. And the word was quinonia. And there's eight different aspects of quinonia. It's the commune with the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, partnership is one of them. And G- I'm going to use Jesus for an example. He's a great example. Amen. Jesus and the Holy Spirit always work together. Luke 1.35, he was conceived. See, it started right there when, when he took on an earth suit, right? You, you can't get into the earth legally without an earth suit. You know, like demons and all them, they're, they're illegal. They're not allowed here, right? They're not allowed. So, so you have to have an earth suit. So he took on an earth suit. We know all that. We celebrate it every year at Christmas. And so that was Luke 35. That was the beginning of his partnership with the Spirit of God. Matthew 3.16, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Matthew 4.1, he was led by the Holy Spirit. He healed people by the power of the Holy Spirit in Acts 10, 38. But really, most of the time, if you look at it, you can, and I I don't know the exact numbers right now. I used to know them. The percentage is what I'm talking about. He was looking for faith in people. He was constantly sharing the good news. He was what? He was presenting a a new covenant, right? And he modeled that new covenant. That's why all the things, how great it was. He modeled the new covenant. And then uh, he, he, he um, was looking for faith. And it's, he would say, it's by your faith that you've been made whole. You know that, right? You've seen that all in the Word. And so most of the, his healings were manifested by the people's faith. 
Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. They would hear the word. He brought the word. It was such power that it produced faith within them. They weren't even in the new covenant. They were still over in the old covenant, right? Jesus' ministry was in the old covenant, not in the new. But anyway, they weren't even born again. But they still had, because he was the word, right? Manifested in the flesh. And so now, hallelujah, now... uh, so most of the time, it wasn't the gifts of the Spirit. It wasn't the gifts of healing. And gifts of, it wasn't that. But there were some percent, and the percentage is real high that it was their faith that made them whole. Only a small percentage was, was it the gifts of the Spirit. And if you read the Gospels you, and get real, you know, hungry for that and to want to know all that, you can see which is which. You know, he'll show you. Hallelujah. He was raised from the dead by the power of the Spirit. That's in uh, uh, Romans 8, 11. Jesus always walked hand in hand with the Spirit of God, John 5, 30. Jesus said he, he wouldn't do anything by himself. Of course, he, he only did what his father told him to do, but his father was telling him to do it, but then it was the power of the Spirit that empowered him to do it. See, it's like you hear, I don't know if you ever said that or not, or heard this, like, well... Yeah, well, that was Jesus, and you're not Jesus. I've had people tell me that. You're not Jesus. And I go, well, of course I'm not. My name's Larry. I'm not, you know, that's not. So it's like he's on a special place, and that we, we're his body on planet Earth, the way this is set up, right? He's the head, we're his body on planet Earth, praise God. And so we're not Jesus. We're John and Jim and all that, Larry and all. You know, we're, but we... Huh? We're filled with the Holy Ghost, right? The greater one lives within us. And so we're his body. On, he, religion don't like this. We need him, but he needs us. He, he's the one that set it up like that. We didn't. Hallelujah. This new covenant, in this new covenant, he needs us. He needs his body on planet earth to do something. He needs us. Praise God. Think about that. He needs you. He's empowered you. He's strengthened you. He's given his word. He's given his name. He's given his covenant. You're the greater one. You're the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. You're an overcomer, praise God. And he needs you to do the work of Jesus, to promote this kingdom on planet earth. Hallelujah. And so it's for us to what? Step out by faith. And he'll, he'll shine the light. And then you step out another step. And then he shines the light. You, you notice he never shows you the whole picture. Why? It's a walk of faith. If he showed you the whole thing, you just go, okay, and do it on your, by yourself. Uh-uh, it's like this. It's like, oh, okay, I see him here moving here. Uh-oh, here he goes again. No, no, no. And then this is our whole life, doing this walk of faith, right? Praise God, as he leads and guides us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What, so what about us? Can we see... The, the only way to live a victorious Christian life is in, and wherever you see in the Spirit, it's one with the Spirit. That word in there is one with. Like when, when you see in Christ, it's talking covenant. When you see in the Spirit, it's talking about one with the Spirit. One with the Spirit. Hallelujah. And so that's all throughout the Word. Uh, let, let him... Begin an ultimate, let him be a friend, a partner, a guide, a helper, a teacher, an intercessor. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There's eight things that commune, and then there's seven things about the counselor and all that. And so there's much, 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 much more uh, to this. But, but just to start out, like I said with the scratch and sniff thing, just to start out, uh, I don't know where you're, we're all in different places. We're all have been uh, knowing him. Uh, at different times. We know him in different levels, uh, all that. But I hope this stirs you and gives you a hunger to make room in your life to have more of him. More of him. Don't do without him. Don't live a life without him. Don't. Your everyday little things or the great big monster problems. Look at, look at David. Look at David. I've got to stop this, but once I get, I can't. 
The shock trooper showed up, right? He's a little runny kid. He's the only one. How many people were there? Three million? I don't know how many. How many people? Lots and lots and lots. The giant showed up. They'd all go, ah, and run for cover. Run in the cave, right? So, not him. Why was it that only one person could stand up to this nine foot six or 12 foot two or depends on where you read it, could do that, what did he say? Uncircumcised Philistine. I got a covenant and you don't have one. That's why you're going down. So any situation in your life is like the uncircumcised Philistine. Any problem, any challenge, you say the greater ones within me, I've got to... See, he had a revelation of the covenant though. You got to have a revelation of it because the enemy's going to try to steal it from you, right? Steal your identity. Don't let him. Don't let him steal it. Say, I just like David, I got a covenant and you don't. So you're defeated and I'm victorious. And that's what we're having and that's what it'll be. If you'll hold on, you got it. In Jesus' name.